Welcome everyone live from CRC St Albans in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Bring Bank Live. My name is Amber and my co-hosts today are me, Sophia and Isabella. Our special guest today is Christopher Ossini, Pathways te- Careers Pathways teacher at CRC St Albans. Hi Christopher, welcome to the show. Good morning, thanks for having me here today. How are you today? Yeah, very good. Um, I guess we're coming into spring so there's a lot more energy and I'm feeling energised and hopefully everyone else is too. So tell us about your role here at CRC St Albans. Okay, so I'm the um, Careers and Pathways leader. Well, that's one of my roles um, as well as teaching. Um, But what I do here at the school is I work with students to, um, I guess, um, explore future pathways and possible um, ways in which to get there. Okay, so... Um, I normally meet with students on a regular basis, interviews. We've introduced something called Morrisby over the last couple of years um, that's helped us get a bit of data around that. Um, and then a lot of the work goes into um, the actual subject selection and preparing students from year 10 going into year 11, whether they're doing a VC or VC vocational major or, or a different pathway specialised to them. So. Um, would you say that that's um, something that you always wanted to kind of have a say in at our school? Yeah, so in the past I've, I've been a, a year-level coordinator um, and some of the conversations there are really difficult with kids, um, especially when it's around behaviour. But in this case here, it's around pathways and, and all the all the conversations I have with kids are, are really positive and it's, it, it's a different conversation I'm having um, and they're usually on board um, with me when having those conversations and they're willing to explore their different pathways and their, their future um, prospects. So I guess leaving the year level coordinator, I wanted to stay in leadership and I wanted to do something that was really positive, that was really going to make a real difference to students' lives and give them some direction. So, yeah. So do you enjoy helping the students? Yeah, definitely. So coming into school, so I love teaching, um, but in particular my role as a careers and um, pathways leader Um that gives me that extra time um, with students to really talk about their pathways and, and explore those and, I guess, um, take any questions they have and try to give them some reassurance that everything's going to be okay moving into the future. So what was your experience like in VCE in Year 11 and 12? Okay, so VCE back then, um, when I was at school, there wasn't this whole VCAL um, type of course or what's known as a VC vocational major now. It was more like you needed to be academic um, and you needed to do VC and you needed to do well in order to get some really good job back then. That's that's the vibe I had. Um, there was a lot of pressure to really do well and get a, a really good um, school um, to get into a university course. So back then, really stressful. I know it's stressful now, but I guess there's a lot of um, recognition that students are under pressure. And there's, there's that idea that it's okay that if you don't get a good school, there's other ways to get into a good job or good career pathway. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said, how there's a major difference between what you experience and what we get to partake in now, would you say that if you had the opportunity to go through our VC system, is there anything that you would find that you would want to take advantage of or change? Yeah, so definitely. So obviously the VET vocational major um type of subjects I, I loved VCE but I'm also a bit hands-on so outside of school time 
I'm always sort of that handy type of person trying to, to do stuff, build things, landscape, things like that. So I guess if it was available to me back then, it probably would have been that that um, option of doing, say, a VET subject within my VC course that possibly could have taken me down a different pathway. Okay. Yeah. And what would you say is the most important aspect of our transition? I guess a lot of students towards the end of the year, they've done, they've done their subject selection and then they sort of say, okay, I've got my subjects in place. Now I'm just going to take it easy until next year comes. However, this is the term to really get into a really good, um, I guess, routine. If you haven't got that already, increase your reading, make sure you're increasing your homework time, all of those things. Because once you get into VC, you're going to see that the workload is probably going to be a, a, quite a step up. So it's just preparing yourself for that and, and being ready for that. So when you get to that orientation week at the end of the year, um, you're not feeling overwhelmed and sort of um, extra pressure. And um, what advice can you give to students who aren't really sure about what they want to do in the future? Yeah, so that's okay. So we've, uh, there's adults in the world today that still don't know what they want to do and they're, they're making changes. COVID highlighted that. A lot of people use that as an opportunity to um, find a different pathway or try something different. So if you don't know what you want to do, um, that's fine. A lot of the courses we've put together for students this year are quite flexible um, and it just means that you've got time over the, at least the next couple of years, if you want to do a university course, to actually um, make up your minds um, and even beyond that. So people do go back to university after they've left school, they've gotten into a job, they go and do further study or go back into a course. So there's, there's never, it's never too late to make up your mind what you want to do. And sometimes even if you know what you want to do now, that will actually change by the time you get to the end of year 12. You said you were a careers coordinator, right? So what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? So it's probably that aspect that when students do come to you and they, they don't know what they want to do. Um, but I guess you overcome that challenge by um, having that conversation with them and really exploring what's out there. Um, and I guess unpacking different, different things that might suit them. Okay, So knowing what type of person they are, their personality, what they enjoy about school in terms of subject areas. You can sort of start to think about an area at least and try to unpack that. So that will be a challenging part when students come to you when they don't know. But obviously there's conversations that can be held that make that a lot easier. Um, what's the sense of reward that you get from seeing your students that you help to guide through their pathways? Like what kind of emotions do you see when you see them realise, oh, this is my dream, this is what I'm meant to do? Make sure everyone's feeling comfortable with where they want to get to and hopefully succeed in getting there. And I guess it's that reward when they come back to the school, especially um, whether it's at the end of year 12 or sometimes even further down the track. So I've had a couple of students come back this year. Obviously, in the last couple of years, they couldn't because of COVID. Um, but they've come back and you listen to what they're doing. And it's just inspiring for me, motivating for me to continue my work. But also, it's exciting to see what, what they're doing out, out in the real world. How critical, how critical do you think the results of VCE are? Do you believe that um, it should define a person's life? Uh, definitely not. Okay, so it's when, you, when you're going through VCE, a lot of your, your work is based on sex and then a lot of the weighting of, on your marks is based on one exam either at the end of the semester or at the end of the year. Um, 
So I don't think one exam for a subject area should define the person. And there's a lot going on in a person's life at a particular moment in time. There's stresses, there's anxiety, there's all those things. So I think they play a big part in the overall results as well. So I think if you don't do well in an exam, you just do your ultimate best that you can do, put your effort in, and then what happens if the results is, is what happens and then you deal with that later. But there's always a way to get into something or to go into your field. Um, and there's a lot of different alternatives that universities also offer and different places offer to, to, to get in. So it's not normally based on just one, one result. That's the easiest way to get in, get the right ATAR score and get straight in. However, if you don't get that, then obviously you can make it in or get there in other, other yeah. ways. Yeah. What are some advice you have for students in VCE that are really stressed and like not being able to cope with the amount of workload? And Yeah, so I think a lot of that stress um, comes back from um, not having a good balance. Okay, so students that just focus on academic, 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 always studying. Obviously, they get that fatigue over time. So I think what you need to do is obviously get a good balance. So exercise, healthy diet, even getting a part-time job, as long as the hours are kept to a reasonable amount. Um, I think that's important. If you've got that balance, I think your stress levels um, will obviously be much lower than someone that's just flat out doing their academics and not having a good balance. Okay, mm -hmm. So I think... Getting a good balance is important. Lower those stress levels as much as you can and just think about it as as sort of um, it's a, just, just a part of life, part of schooling, part of learning and don't get, um, I guess, stuck too much on, on just thinking about what's these results and these results are going to, like we said before, yeah. they don't define what your life is uh, or what you are as a person or who you are as a person. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Bring Bang Live, live from CRC St Albans in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Amber and my co-hosts today are me, Sophia and Isabella. And our special guest today is Christopher Ossini, Career Path Teacher at CRC St Albans. Um, you talked about how um, it's okay to obviously um, not focus on your academics too much. How do you think a career or a pathway builds a person as an individual, like how do they um, stem their life and their personality and their strength from their pathway? Um, so going back to the academic side, academic, like we're saying, it is important. So there is an important aspect, but it's keeping the balance. Um, but in terms of – I'm trying to – <laughs> there's a long, there's a really yeah, long yeah, question, yeah. so I'm trying to break the question down. Can you just repeat that last bit? Like, how does a career pathway like build you as a person? I guess. Well, a pathway or a job you do is not just about. Um, I guess it's it's like a subject area. So if you go to maths, it's not just about the maths. It's about developing the skills in there, and um, so being able to communicate with other people, being organised. Um, all those team building skills, so teamwork, being able to work with others, but then being able to work independently. So there's all those skills that form part of a career and pathway and they, they develop, um, I guess, through school, but then also once you get into a certain position in terms of a working place, then you, you continue to develop and build on those and, and develop personally as a, as a person as well as um, whatever the, the skills are related to the, to the work that you're doing. 
So what would you suggest to those students that aren't really in the academic field, more in the like other type of fields? Yeah, so I guess if you're more hands-on, um, definitely you don't have to put yourself through the stresses of doing that VC course and exams. Obviously, there's what's replaced the, the VCAL course now is the VC vocational major. So you can do aspects of a VC course, but then include um, things like VET subjects that can lead you into something like a possibly an apprenticeship, um, which is probably another really good way into getting a, a really good job in the future. And if it's more hands-on and you're doing um, or learning those skills by by doing those hands-on um, activities, then you might more likely going to enjoy it and then um, hopefully succeed in that as well. So there's there's many different ways and many different things you can be doing now, and it's quite flexible in the way we can develop courses at, at VC level where we're year eleven and twelve level. So as you know, two years ago COVID started. Did that really impact you or your job? Um, in a way, it actually allowed me to progress in my job a bit more. Um, so I actually started to doing, uh, well, that's when I introduced the, the whole Morris B profiling. Um, so I started to trial a few things in the careers field because I probably did have some extra time that I actually gained because of not having to have to travel, say, to work and go home to work. I'll probably lose an hour, an hour and a half at least a day um, doing that. So I had more flexibility working from home and allowed me to explore more in the careers field. And the other thing was around like career interviews and things like that with kids. Um, I found working from home and in that COVID time, I was able to hold the online um, type of interviews through a Google Meet as in small groups and have group conversations with, with students, which was a really good, um, I guess, um, trial for me during that time and allowed me to move forward in, in my position as a careers coordinator. So would you feel that you like working in school more or at home more? Um, I think while you're working from home, there's less distractions. While you're working at school, um, sometimes you do get pulled away for different things and meetings and um, or someone drops past your office and you know, you're know you having a conversation about something and then sometimes you lose a bit of time. Um, whereas at home, I guess it's your time is more uh, structured. There's no interruptions, there's none of that. You can get into a good flow. And, and just focus on a, a particular task that you're working on if no no interruptions during that time. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, the period of time where we were working from home, do you think there were any major mistakes that we as year tens could have made in like the selection of our pathway? Um not not really. I think it, the work we were able to do in the online world was equivalent and even I guess for some students, like I'm saying, it maybe gave them a bit more flexibility and a bit more time to explore um, career pathways. Um, whereas when we're back at school, we're sort of um, competing with other things in, in our pastoral care program that sometimes takes a little bit away from our careers curriculum or, or the education we want to get across to you or, or help you with during your time in year 10. So I don't think it, it actually um, made much of a difference. And like I'm saying, I did have a lot of students more comfortable to join in, say, a Google Meet and have conversation online in small groups um, and then able to take that information away and then continue the conversation in those small group groups away from the conversation we had as a uh, together. So, Is there like a particular moment where someone realises that um, they're made for a certain 
um, obviously like an occupation? Yeah, I think, well, obviously you go through schooling, you'll get into a course and I think you'll know that once you get into the job, I guess, um, there's always really good things about a job. There's always things that people aren't going to like, I guess, in a particular job as well. Um, but I guess you, you learn about those things as you go through life and, and I guess the ultimate thing is for you to be happy in what you're doing. Um, and that's another thing that I really want students to to have in life, just that whole happiness, that whole balance, um, that whole time in family, not always working. Um, so just, fit, you know, just that real meaning of what life is meant to be about and interacting with people and just having fun where possible. So like as you said that, as long as you're happy, what happens if you're not happy with the career that you chose? I guess if you're not happy, you just you need to be exploring more and just trialing different things. Um, like I'm saying now, like COVID during that period of time, so many people um, obviously use that as an opportunity to to try something different. And I guess if you're not happy, then it's worth trying something different. I know these days it's, it's quite difficult when we start talking about um, money and the things you need to survive and sometimes um, moving out of out of a job means less income um, but sometimes in the long run you go back you do something else you try something different you get that ult ultimate happiness and then eventually um, everything works out yeah we've been speaking a lot about um, your role for us and how you, you kind of guide us to our happiness and obviously if we're happy but what about you sir are you, are you happy yeah definitely so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm happy in the role I guess I've been through so many different leadership positions now um, and I, I'll see myself as, as quite young so I've only been like 14 years in, in teaching now um, but I've done quite a bit in that time so I'm really happy with the way I've progressed um, starting out as a teacher, then going into something like year level coordinating, then careers co uh, coordinating, but then also being part of the, the learning and teaching team and the executive now at this school that oversees the curriculum. So I guess for me to continue to be happy and enjoying my job, I look for changes where possible and ways to progress um, to another level. Um, I guess if you're doing the same thing over and over each day and you're not challenging yourself, that's when things can get um, slightly boring, possibly. So you just keep reinventing yourself and, and moving forward as best as you can. And I guess that's where my happiness comes from. Um, what are your views about taking a gap year after year 12? Like what are some positive and negative things about taking time off before uni? Yeah, so that's my whole experience. So I got to the end of year 12, 13 years of schooling, um, including um, um, plus the kindergarten preschool and then you get to that stage and I guess I was fatigued um so I did quite quite a heavy course at year 11 and 12 which was your maths methods your physics your chem so by the end of that time I was pretty fatigued and pretty much over the study so I just needed time to get away so I took a gap year I got into a course I deferred and from my course so they held my position to the following year um, and then I just went overseas pretty much to Europe for three, four months and just enjoyed life and just, you know, just relieved all that stress. And then when I came back, I was just refreshed and ready, ready to go. So definitely good idea, I think. But as long as you're going to go back into what you um, were thinking of doing before you took that gap year, not then just, you know, 
not going back straight to university if that's what you're planning to do or something like that. Yeah. Um, with the year 10s graduating, is there any last piece or a message that you want to say to them? Well, you've done a lot of work up to this point. So um, you've learnt a lot about yourselves. You've learnt about, about others. Um, you've done an amazing job pretty much at our school. Um, and all the teachers and staff have worked with you during this time. Um, and I guess by this stage, hopefully you're feeling prepared and we're hoping that we've instilled all those skills, those qualities, those values that um, we offer as a school. Um, and we just look forward to seeing what you guys um, can do in year 11 and 12 and hoping to hear of all your successes. So it's pretty much all the best to all the year 10 students. Continue on what you've been doing here. And trust in yourself, believe in yourself and everything else should, should work out. That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Christopher Orsini. It has been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from CSC St Albans in Melbourne, Australia, thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.